you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Mizzou Tigers football and basketball five days a week. And this episode of Locked on Mizzou is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. And on today's show, we've got plenty to talk about, including more concrete news on what bubble college basketball is actually going to look like down in Orlando. Plus, it sure looks like the Pac-12 is going to follow the Big Ten's lead and begin college football play in sometime in October. But first, we got a ton of Mizzou football news to get to, so let's start there, shall we? Now, as of our last recording of this here program, Missouri had three guys that were definitely out of the Alabama game. Now, what three guys, what position groups, we have absolutely no idea. But the news now, after Wednesday's practice, Eli Drinkwitz met with the media, and now there are now a dozen Missouri Tigers who will not be playing against Alabama. Now, these dozen players have not necessarily tested positive for the virus, although almost certainly some have, but among these 12 players are also included in the close contacts or what what have you. If Basically, if you're a roommate with somebody who tests positive, well, you're going to have to sit out the game as well is what all this means, long story short. Now, I mentioned yesterday that part of the Big Ten coming back and playing football, they're putting a protocol in place, among others, but one of the big ones was that if 5% of a team's roster tests positive for the virus, then that game for that week, possibly even two weeks, however long it might be, well, they're going to have to cancel or postpone. And clearly, 12 of the 100 and I believe 11 men on the Missouri roster, well, that's a lot more than 5%. In fact, that's a little bit more than 10%. So if this were the Big Ten, the Missouri-Alabama game would be canceled. Missouri couldn't field enough players. But fortunately, we are in the SEC, and that possibly unrealistic threshold is not being forced upon us. But despite that fact, the obvious question is, is Eli Drinkwitz concerned about this amount of guys being out for the Alabama game? I mean, are you, I'm not Miss Cleo. I mean, I can't forecast the future. I just take the results that, that come to me right now. we got 12 guys missing. we got a hundred and I think 11 man roster. So I mean, I don't know. Hey, right now we're fine. Mm-hmm. Not, not even, not, not worry about it, but okay. you know, again, get with me tomorrow. We just got tests today and, Give with me Friday. We, we take another test Friday, then we take another test Sunday, and you know. But I can't forecast the future. Credit if I'd have done that, I'd have reinvested in the stock market, but I didn't. So not exactly the rosiest outlook from Eli in the world. Clearly, he's getting a little bit stressed out by all of this, and frankly, who could blame him? And I think one thing we've learned in recent weeks is we're not totally sure just how accurate some of these tests are either. So I can understand his frustration, and certainly there remains a great chance that we're going to see more than 12 guys have to sit out this week. 
But then there's the other side of the football. What about the Crimson Tide? Well, we don't have a lot of information on the Tide at this point. I'll bring in the Locked On Bama guys next week, and maybe they can give me some color on that whole situation. But it is important to keep in mind that if Missouri's having guys who are testing positive, it's almost certain their opponents are going to as well. So it's really, frankly, almost impossible to put any kind of impact on this thing because, again, you don't know which players they are. You don't know which positions. It's all just a a complete vacuum of information at this point. Now, during this preseason, Eli's been big on saying about the virus that it is what it is, and he's also emphasizing that the Tigers just simply have to stick to the plan. But one reporter was able to get Eli to open up a little bit and maybe show some of his frustration from this period. It's really hard. It's really hard. Everybody wants you to have a reaction. Everybody wants you to change course. Well, you got this. You got to do this. You got to do this. Stick to the plan. Write it out. That's why, I, again, value Greg Sankey and his leadership in the SEC. He stuck to his plan the whole time. And I uh, feel like he's placed our, our uh, conference in a great position. So I think that's what I tell myself. Just continually stick to the plan and don't veer from it. You know, if I can read between the lines a bit there, I think what Eli might be saying is that he's thankful to the SEC leadership and Commissioner Greg Sankey for, frankly, not folding to public pressure to cancel the season when the Big Ten did, when the Pac-12 did, because it sure seemed like most people, the initial reaction in the sports media world was that, well, it's just a matter of time that the rest of these conferences follow suit. And who knows, maybe if the Big 12 would have gone, then the ACC would have followed and the SEC would have been left standing saying, well, gosh, we can't be the only ones who are playing football. But frankly, I think the SEC might have been ballsy enough to do just that. But now that the shoe's on the other foot, now that it's the Pac-12 who's sitting there thinking, gosh, are we really going to be the only major conference that isn't playing football? Isn't it interesting how now the pressure is totally the other way, it seems like. Lord knows the Big Ten definitely has a bit of an inferiority complex when it comes to the Southeastern Conference. So is it crazy to think that maybe they were just trying to push their weight around and act like, ha, we're the big deciders of college football? Well, if so, boy, that backfired in pretty spectacular fashion, didn't it? And we've got still more Mizzou football news and notes to get to, but first, something that is definitely not going to backfire you, and frankly, will give you all the information you could ever want, and that's our friends at rockauto.com. And Lord knows, during this COVID-19 period, there's plenty of reasons to save money these days. Almost all of us are getting squeezed in one form or another, so one reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save Money, frankly, that you can use on other important expenditures like your grocery bills or that monthly mortgage payment. So why would you choose to pay 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts stores at a chain store or at one of those new car dealerships? Well, frankly, there's no reason to because rockauto.com was invented. You can go to rockauto.com right now You don't even have to sign up for any kind of account, enter an email, anything like that. But just go search for your vehicle, make, and model. It couldn't possibly be easier. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com 
are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So go to rockauto.com, write locked in, or sorry, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I'll be honest, I thought Mizzou was going to allow tailgating. I'm not sure why I did, I guess because Tennessee did it. I thought, well, if the good people of Knoxville can tailgate, why can't the good people of Columbia, Missouri? But you know what? When LSU canceled tailgating, that should have been the sign that we all knew something bad was going to happen. Something possibly even apocalyptic. And you know what? It happened. No tailgating at Mizzou. At least for now. Who knows? Maybe they'll change their mind. Perhaps cases will drop precipitously. Who knows? Like like Eli Drinkwitz, I am also not Miss Cleo. So we'll just have to see what happens. But for now, no tailgating at Furrow Field or anywhere on campus this fall. Also, in addition to the 12 guys who are going to have to sit out for this opening week, Maurice Massey and Chris Daniels. Massey is a wide receiver. Chris Daniels, a defensive tackle. Both those young men have opted out of the season, according to Eli. And, well, Chris Daniels, frankly, was pretty buried at defensive tackle, possibly the the, the position of most depth on the Tigers roster. So, for this particular season, he isn't a gigantic loss. And at first glance, Maurice Massey isn't either. He didn't get a lot of action last year after, frankly, getting quite a bit of hype in preseason camp, but, you know, there was still hope that he could pop, uh, that maybe he would take the flashes of, of brilliance that he showed certain people in practice and maybe turn that into a consistent performer. But, unfortunately, if that's going to happen, it's definitely not going to happen this year for Maurice Massey. Now, beyond just general concerns about COVID-19 and the possible havoc that positive tests can put on the Tigers roster, Eli Drinkwitz had some color about specific position groups that are concerning him right at the moment. You know, right now our offensive line is, is in specialists are really struggling, and that's probably the, you know, those big guys we've already, we're already down a little bit on the offensive line, just total number of bodies uh, and injuries anyway. So um, those guys are having to get, you know, quite a bit extra work, but she's got to make do. Uh, they're going to tee it up the 26th and, and everybody in Missouri is going to expect that we're prepared. So we're going to get ready. Well, the thing is those were two offensive line and the specialists, two of the biggest question marks on the team entering this season. And so far it doesn't sound like we have a lot of answers. And we even used a scholarship on a graduate transfer from Kentucky to hopefully come in and punt for the Tigers. But so far, well, We'll just have to see, won't we? I didn't hear a lot of optimism on either of those positions from Eli in that moment. That's for darn sure. And finally, at least in terms of these sound bites, I thought somebody asked a good question to Eli. We know he's not going to share who his starting quarterback is going to be before week one, but has he actually made up his own mind yet, despite the fact that he's not going to let all of us in on the secret before week one? Well, here was his answer. No, there's not a starting quarterback right now, but there will be on September 26th. But no, there's not a starting quarterback. 
And you know what? I'll be honest. I don't want to call Eli Drinkwitz a liar because that would be harsh, but I could see how he might not 100% be telling the truth there because I've got to imagine one of those two players, either Sean Robinson or Connor Bazelak, has got to have the lead at this point. I mean, we're, we're, we're nine days out from kickoff at this point. But at the same time, as a coach, sometimes you want to keep motivating guys through the media. And obviously, again, you always want to have your backup quarterback ready. But as we've said, it, what it feels like a million times now at this point, in the COVID-19 year, by golly, everybody on your roster, your active roster, better be ready to play. And with that said, more on bubble basketball and the Pac-12 possibly coming back on the other side of this quick break. According to Andy Katz, who's been a reporter on the National College Basketball Beat for several decades at this point, well, he's saying what we had already previously reported in terms of speculation on this this here program was that college basketball is going to officially start on November the 25th this year. Practice will begin on October 14th. Obviously, the 25th is a pretty late start date, you know, as we expected, a little bit later than usual. I think Missouri has started certainly in the second week of November, most seasons for the last few years, if not the first week of November at times. But that means that Missouri is probably going to kick off its season with the Myrtle Beach Invitational, the quote-unquote Myrtle Beach Invitational that is going to take place in the Orlando, Florida bubble, along with several other preseason basketball tournaments. Now, on top of all this, the maximum number of games that each college basketball team can play has been reduced by four, down to 27 games from the previous maximum of 31. Also, you have to play a minimum of 13 games. Hopefully, that really low number isn't a big problem, but also, no scrimmages, no exhibition games, not even of the secret scrimmage variety, which has become the popular thing the last few years. And also, the recommendation is for schools to play a minimum of four non-conference games. And obviously, if you're a Missouri fan, hopefully that means bragging rights and the KU game go forward unabated. And moving on to the Pac-12 Boy, it sure seems like they're going to play football starting in late October, too, along with the Pac-10, doesn't it? How can they really stand to just be the one major conference not doing it? In spite of, frankly, not just COVID-19, but we've all seen the fires that are raging in California and Oregon. Obviously, that's a huge factor as well. But honestly, when UCLA and USC, when they come together, and start pushing for this, and then you've got Disneyland, you know, who's bigger than Disney in Southern California at this point, when you've got them pushing to start the season as well, well, it sure seems like one of those things that almost seems inevitable. You know, again, I think the Pac- the Big Ten, for whatever reason, wanted to flex its muscles. They got the Pac-12 to go along with them, but boy, now that college football's actually starting, and they're, they're feeling left out, and frankly, probably looking at their actual balance sheets, their accounting. Again, the way college football is set up as a nonprofit type organization, yeah, 
that means you have to spend your money every single year. That means you can't put anything in the way in the bank or else that would be considered a profit. Well, that's all well and good until you have, you know, a war, a pandemic, a financial calamity, anything like that. Well, now you're just, you're sitting in a really, really tough spot. If you're going to possibly look at after coming off, losing all the revenue from the NCAA tournament, oh, we're just not going to play college football too. You can't do that for very long just by the way this whole thing is set up. So frankly, for as many people who are complaining like, oh, they're just doing this for money, frankly, they're doing it for survival in a lot of these programs. Not everybody's Alabama, not everybody's Oregon and just flush with cash. I mean, if Missouri didn't play football this season, boy, it'd take a lot of donations and a lot of effort from people to keep that thing afloat. It really would, I promise you. But you know what? I got to thank each and every one of you for keeping this show afloat because honestly, the listenership just keeps growing slowly but surely as we head toward the kickoff of the 2020 season. And I thank all of you for sharing it with a friend, subscribing on Apple Podcasts, following on Spotify, and all that good stuff. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been. Locked on the zoo.